Welcome to the Canadian Rabbit Hole. My name is Paul. My name is Maureen. My name is Louise. And today's episode is on cost of living. Well, Let does anyone believe what the government says about the cost of living? It's only 5%. <laughs> Do we believe anything the government says? <laughs> Well, I know when I go to the store now, and from a year ago, I'm paying at least 30 to 40% more from a year ago, minimum. I'm in total agreement on that. There are many, many ways that the cost of living has come to what it is today. Of course, last week we touched on immigration, and I think immigration has got quite a large effect on our cost of living in 2023. Comes down to the law of supply and demand. The more demand you have, if you're not increasing the supply, the higher the cost of the supply gets. And what's even worse, if you have monopolies controlling the supply, then they'll set the price to whatever their, fits their bottom line. Did you know that Canada has the third lowest food inflation rate of, among all the G7 countries? I would have to ask where those numbers are coming from. Now, are these numbers of government supplies, the same ones who are telling us cost of living only went up 5%? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons why inflation is so high and uh, why our cost of living is so high. Let's start out with where we're living. We have a limited amount of land for the development that's going on. I was surprised to learn that the government actually regulates how much land can be developed at any given time. When there is a shortage, uh, of course, prices will go up. I think that's what we're facing, and that's why inflation and cost of living is tied in together as it is. I think it's the municipal level of government that does the regulation. So within the city of Edmonton, they say where you can build, what you can, what you have to build, because they'll speculate that you know this is high density or it's single home houses. Well, if you're dealing with some cities, it's just a lost cause. I think that has to really change. We need to open up more land areas or more areas to build to keep up with the number of people that are coming in. What about if they stopped? putting more, less single-family homes, and they went high density. Yeah, we need to start building up. There's no doubt about it, because we're taking prime farmland from our economy, and we need to start building up indeed. What do you think? I totally agree. I was going to say that. All this building, single homes, and takes a lot of our land away. So we need farming. Let's go to another reason why our cost of living is so high. I think we are taxed to the limit in Canada. We are taxed for everything. We're taxed for food, gas. We have GST. We have sales tax. We have housing taxes. We have. To me, I never had a problem paying taxes as long as the taxes went back into our social systems, our hospitals, our roads, our schools. I think in a lot of ways, a lot of businesses have embedded themselves, even at the municipal level of government. Like, look how much money it took to build the low-level bridge here. $375 million for a bridge that went 50 yards? Like, how do you justify that? Well, that's very bad contracting on part of our city. 
I understood it when they built that bridge, they contracted a lot out to Asia. Yes. And they got it wrong. So it took seven years to do because they got shipped all the way back here. It wouldn't fit. If you're going to build infrastructure, source it out locally. So yes. the jobs are here. The are money kept stays locally. here. Absolutely. Why are we shipping that money offshore? Exactly. We have a strong economy. I think the high standard of living and low unemployment. Wages are higher than other countries. And this is a problem. We're paying. Our minimum wage is very good in Canada. We are paying people very well for what they do. This attracts people and businesses to Canada, which increases demand for goods and services and drives up prices. Fuel taxes are relatively high. I'm not sure I agree with that. The minimum wage in Alberta, I think, is, is it 14 or 15 bucks an hour? 15. 15? Yeah. The minimum wage in Ontario was 14. Could you imagine trying to live on a full-time $14 an hour job in Toronto? Yes. Hmm. The higher the minimum wage, businesses will use it as an excuse to increase their profits. Yes. But in reality, that money that goes back to that person, they spend it in the community. So the money circulates in the community and benefits everyone. So I don't have a problem with that. Businesses are well organized now. They'll tell you what they want to tell you to increase their profit margin. There's no ethics or or right or wrong with with businesses anymore. They're just out for a dollar. Yes. Let's talk about businesses then. That's a big deal. Of course, a lot of people come to Canada and they're attracted to come here. They want to set up their businesses or have their own funds to set it up or subsidize somehow through the government to set up a business. But then they realize that, oh my God, there's taxes. There's taxes, there's a sales tax, there's GST. They add up to large amounts of money out of pockets of Canadians. Taxes are added to wages and it makes it harder to save or pay off debts. 15 to 33%, depending on where you live, are paid in taxes, depending on what city. As a result of high taxes, food, clothing, and other essentials cost more than in most other places around the world. I don't mind the taxes. I can remember when I worked in Sweden. The more you made, the more you paid. So you had senior engineers and people in corporations who were paying 50% tax. And they were happy to because that tax went back to the government and they had no poverty, very little poverty. They didn't have much crime. They just had a better society. But they also had a better system to take care of people who couldn't afford to live. So they had a, a better social system than we have here. Oh, absolutely, yes, very much so. I like to look at solving problems from a community standpoint. What's good for the community is good for everyone. If you have big multinational corporations and they're taking those profits, for instance, the oil industry, and they disappear back to Saudi Arabia or wherever, and out of the community, that's bad for Canada. Mm -hmm. Basically, we get some jobs out of it. To, To think that that's enough, it's just outrageous. It is. Yeah, I, that, that I agree with for sure. Okay, let's go to real estate. Real estate is expensive. Vancouver, Toronto are the highest. Quebec and the Maritimes are the lowest when it comes to real estate prices. The prices are high because Canadians have access to large amounts of land with few restrictions as, as to where they can buy property. Uh, foreign investments has driven up real estate costs by infecting 
more money into the market, what would naturally be a, a market where that is a normal market of people who live here, when you get all this in foreign investment, you're getting a false sense of security. You have, again, you have limited supply, a higher demand, so it's going to push the prices up. If you're not a Canadian, you shouldn't be able to buy land here. I agree. There shouldn't be foreign speculation. Do you believe people should be able to speculate on housing? So if I'm a business and I come and start buying housing and driving the price up so I can resell it, should that be allowed? But what it does, it knocks out kids. No way they can afford it. Absolutely. So I would believe anything that pushes the prices up, any sort of speculation, should be heavily taxed so it, they won't do it. Yes. And tax rate out of existence. That is so true because yeah. the younger generation just have no hope in owning a home. Mm-hmm. If they have bought a home in the last number of years, they can't afford their mortgage payments. People are walking away from their homes. It is impossible for our next generation to really have a lot of hope as to being successful in Canada. Is the... Big price increase from what the city sells you a lot for, or is it what from the builders are charging you to to build a house now? Or is it both? It's both, definitely both, because the builders have to get their goods from somewhere, the lumber, and the cost that they're paying on lumber, depending on where they're getting it from, hikes up the prices. That's all part of inflation as well. As things increase in price, not just food or gas or anything else, but in the building industry, everything costs money to get, to build. Is there a solution to the cost of living other than shopping at the dollar store? Well, <laughs> the government should have the right to freeze the amount of people getting real estate, for one thing. So there should be more controls? There should be more controls. If you own a home and you want maybe a cottage by a lake somewhere, hey, so be it. But you don't need 10 homes. That's a business. And they're not getting taxed accordingly as to having a business. And that is a business. So a second home, as long as it's a recreational home, would be all right? Yeah. And fair enough. And that should be it. We need more controls. Those controls won't happen as long as somebody is making money and it has to come from the government. I believe Revenue Canada should add 30% to their employee force. There just should be a lot more checking. Oh, absolutely. Even in Europe, I used to say that, uh, oh, just wait four years and that'll be in style in Canada, or that will be here. Uh, And it's true. It's so very true. We're just a small country that really is not learning good lessons (laughs) from the rest of the world. Well, I think we're a small country population-wise. But in terms of raw materials, forestry, minerals, energy, we have a lot. We have a lot. I agree. But that's where the government should be putting their forces and encouraging that. Yes. Well, they should be keeping it local. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that, that we're getting product from other parts of the world that we have in our own backyard. Well, Somebody is making money off of that. Exactly. For 40 years, they... Canada has been thought by a lot of other countries as a third world country. You come into Canada, you take out the natural resources, you leave the mess and the pollution behind, you ship it to another country where you do the value added, and then send it back to us. And then we pay for it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is uh, total stupidity. It's been like that for 40 years <laughs> it now. It has. And, uh, 
I don't know what it's going to take to change. Yeah. It can't change. Yeah. Unless everybody gets behind it to make it change. Well, we were talking last time, 50s, 60s, no one thought there'd be more than two political parties. And now we have more. Maybe now we need a political party that's going to say, we're going to put Canada first. That mm -hmm. is, I'm in total agreement on that. Yeah, two parties were having the same, the same problems over and over again. We need more political parties that will keep the other two in, at bay. Well, in the 70s, the NDP came along. Yes. And I think mm -hmm. it was the 90s, or was it then the Greens came along in the later 90s? Yes. But no party is addressing the root problem. No, no. Yeah, people are going in, <laughs> I find that people that are going into politics are going in to make money. They're not going in, not any longer, to do what we need to have done for the regular Canadian to be able to survive. So everything is big business now. Quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Let's go back to housing again. You know, we're paying more for labor. We're paying more uh, for goods and services, no matter what we do these days. Um, again, with free trade, <laughs> that's another issue. You know. What affects cost of living is taxation. The taxation rate for corporations in Alberta is 8%. Like, I've never, I've never paid as little as 8% taxes, no. ever. No. So should there be a, a more uh, fair balance? Oof. You know, every time we, every time you go to vote, we're trying to vote for, some, for, for somebody who will take a good look at that. Smaller companies can't be overtaxed because they're just trying to get off. But, but a bigger, maybe a, calculate a certain size companies that start, they could maybe have a certain length of time where they don't pay as much, but eventually once things get going, they could pay more. So you say the tax rate should be based on their income? The profit. Profit, mm -hmm. yes. And I, I agree 100% because the more you will make, if you're working for someone, the higher the tax you pay. And it should be the same for corporations, but apparently it certainly isn't that way for banks. <laughs> I don't know if they pay any taxes. Well, <laughs> but our banking system is a lot better than any banking system yes. that I've seen around the world. That's um, the trade-off, we're because we have right. a lot of regulation yes. with our banking system, yes. and it works. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that taxation should be based on income or profit. Mm -hmm. and the first thing that should happen is there's big loopholes and corporations pay these big accounting firms like KPMG, other similar accounting firms to provide those loopholes. The government could easily go in and close them. Yes. And it doesn't. No, of course they don't because somebody is making money off of that. <laughs> um, well, the lobbyists are making who promising who knows what to who knows who in government. Yes to yes. not close those loopholes because yes. it just doesn't, anyone with any common sense would say, we don't have loopholes like that, they shouldn't either, especially if they're avoiding billions in taxes. The other thing that we didn't touch on in terms of cost of living are two major issues. The younger people that are just finished high school, going into secondary or post-secondary education, and seniors. Everybody's life is not perfect. Not everybody has been able to put away millions for their retirement. 
it seems that unless you have at least anywhere from $25 to $3,000 a month to live off of, you're doomed. Costs are going up so much, I'm going to have to take up being a gigolo. <laughs> Except I'm at that age, there's not a lot of jiggle. It's pretty low. A little jig and low, the rest is low. <laughs> Again, too, Canadians pay more for imports, and products and services are more ex- expensive than many other. Whatever happens it is a chain reaction. You need goods and services to, to build. Uh, you build, and somewhere you have to pay for the the costs that uh, have been put into play by having to get our products from elsewhere. We have a lot of uh, exchange rate fluctuations that make it more expensive to purchase goods and services from abroad. Makes imports more expensive by paying in their own currency for items. Let's look at U.S. and Canada. You buy a pair of shoes and uh, you pay $50 in the States and you pay $65 for the same pair of shoes. That's our tax taxation. Uh, we're taxed no matter what because it's coming from somewhere else. Their dollar being 135 I think, as compared to our loonie, we're paying. And it's any country. It's anything that you buy, cars, electronics, everything is so expensive. What about tariffs? Should Canada have higher tariffs so that they produce it cheaper offshore, but now if there's a tariff that the government takes the money, they might want to then relocate the business to Canada. That is a very wise idea. I think something worth looking into. Cheers. Oh my goodness, yeah, cheers. This is the oh sangria part of the show now. Oh, I, have, ah. I haven't finished Some Special my... <laughs> coffees to sangrias. <laughs> I think free trade was the worst thing that ever happened to Canada. We had all the resources. The yeah. companies would have come up here, yeah. uh, extracted the resources, value added, and then yeah. we could have exported. But we did free trade and that was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. I was in Ontario at the time. And some Ontario towns were just devastated because the company just picked up and went to where it was cheaper. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, look at Canada and U.S. We used to be very close countries. We depended on each other. Now it's uh, dog-eat-dog. Who can get the most money for their products? No longer the friendly trading partners that we had before. They'll tax uh, our lumber, (laughs) (laughs) which is an example. Yeah, it's a good example. We get our backup and we tax something else that will will make their cost of living go up. It's not how it used to be anymore. It used to be where, back I go back now into the 60s, and mm. there was a, a corner grocery store, supermarket. Yeah. Like they would have these strip malls, there would be different supermarkets owned by different individuals. And there was competition. Yes. Yeah. And then you go, well, maybe we should eat in a restaurant, and even that's getting expensive, it's getting... and you don't got the quality. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean we're all going to end up eating at 7-Elevens? Might. <laughs> or? I like that squeeze that comes out. <laughs> the cheese squeeze. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not beans again tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the small towns, too, are very much affected. You know, they yeah. rerouted the routes, which is under understandable but it closes down the small businesses businesses and they they just can't function no they can't compete anymore Mm. let's go back to restaurants a little bit 
I love eating out. I love food. However, because the minimum wages have gone up, they're putting so much money into their employees that drives the cost of food up. I look at it from the other way around. If you want to have a healthy community and you're getting a nice meal because someone is making a substandard wage, that takes away from the community. It does. So I don't mind paying a little bit more so that the, the people who are doing the work, the servers and the cooks, and they make a little more. But then, of but course... But it, it gets expensive. Yeah. yeah. And then you can get business who will tack on a surcharge on top of that and blame it on, oh, well, the minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we have all the McDonald's and Wendy's and A&Ws and whatever that take away from the little guy. The younger generation live off of McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, I couldn't imagine. I cannot imagine. And they're taking jobs away from younger people by automating all this. All, all our stores are having, you do the, what do you call that? Self-serve. The self-serve and you're going, really? Is, how many people do they need to hire now? So mm-hmm. everybody else is looking for a job. Yeah. Well, and it's going to get worse. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. If you look yeah. over history, like before the wheel was invented, they just had like a, a flat piece of timber and guys with sticks on either side holding it up, running along to move it. Yeah. Then the wheel came along. Now you only needed two guys at the front. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then the motor yeah. came along and now you just needed one guy to drive it. As long as this keeps going, people are going to start doing everything under the table just to survive. Because we won't have to collect the taxes that that you would normally. But then it will create a a lower class group of people that can survive on who you know and who the next person can do for you. It's kind of that way already. (laughs) You can barely get a job if you don't know somebody. And yet you're probably better qualified than a lot of people that are already there. Is that because we have too many people vying for that job? It's a good question. So if you have a lot of people vying for a job, that means that the person offering the job can lower the pay, and somebody will take it. If there's a lot of people lined up the door, then... I think to a small extent. I think that things have changed a lot. There, I think more businesses and companies are trying to keep people who are good workers. How has cost of living affected education? Because obviously the more educated people are, the better. Absolutely. So how has cost of living affected our education? Well, the cost of living comes from we have such a lack of well-educated people that are in demand for high-tech jobs. We have to count on immigration. And the more immigration we have, the higher the cost of living goes up. It's, it affects everything. If we had more education, or if it was more reasonably priced, yes, or if it didn't have a cost at all, if you qualified yes. and you maintained your grades and you didn't pay, then we would have more educated people. And especially in this day and age, Supposedly. so ed- education should be cheaper. Yes. Definitely it should be. Yeah. If you prove right. yourself, I heard the other day yes. that... You will get money, and I don't know who does this, after the first or second year, if you did well, then they will start giving you money because you, they could give you money on the first year and you just turn around and say, ah, oh, I changed my mind, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But if you're in it for two years and you're doing well, I think they should get some kind of I would have gone help. two semesters because at each semester you're evaluated and there's a number put to how well you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and of course the government does have bursaries. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, I got grants. When yes, I was and grants. Yes, and I did as well, and I'm yes. very fortunate. So did some of my family members. The cost of living, immigration surely is tied together. This is the wrap-up portion of our episode on the cost of living. There are three parts that we need to examine. The first is the cost of energy and utilities. The second is the cost of groceries. Third is our strains on our social infrastructures. Oil and gas and utility companies are reporting some of the highest level of profits they've ever made, and that just happens to correspond with how much Canadians are paying for utilities and to fuel up their vehicles. The corporations who own the grocery retail outlets in Canada, and there's only a few of them, are reporting highest record profits, and that just corresponds with their highest amounts they are charging in the stores. And the third is we just have far too many people here than our social infrastructure can support. We should ask ourselves, is there a way out of the situation that Canada has found itself in? Something to think about. So our next topic for next week is? I think we should have one on the difference between men and women. (laughs) (laughs) Geez, don't you know yet what the difference is? Well, we could we could either do we could have a, a fun one or we could go right on to firearms. We'll have a fun one. Okay, so next week will be a fun episode. We're just going to talk about anything and everything. Are you up for that? Yes, let's do that. This has been the Canadian Rabbit Hole. Thank you for listening, and remember, be kind to the convoy clowns and hold the door. I'm Paul. I'm Maureen. I'm Louise. And we'll be back next week.